guys, welcome to Tika, it's Sophie and Annie, and today we are talking about the resurrection and new earth, and I am thrilled. This is one of my favorite topics, I just, I love talking about it, especially because I think in our, like, modern era today in the church, we don't talk about it very mm, much. Yeah. If yeah. at all. Yeah. It's a lot of times ignored. So, just kind of to start off defining what we're talking about. Most people, they talk about, like, when you die, you're going to go to heaven, and you're going to be an angel, which, first off, so much theologically <laughs> wrong with that, but <laughs> we love the good Sunday school feel-good message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what we're talking about here is not our usual concept of heaven. So, if we want to split it up into two different things, if you've been saved when you die, all we really know that happens at that point is that you're with Jesus but you don't have a body. We don't really know at all what that looks like. We're literally only going off of pretty much what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, when he's talking about he'd be present with the Lord if he was absent from the body. So that, a lot of people will call that like the intermediate heaven in comparison to at the end of the time, (laughs) however long that is, our bodies will be resurrected. So we'll have physical bodies and we'll live on the new earth. And it's this whole picture in Revelation 21 of the new Jerusalem coming down. So it's like God and man reunited together once more on earth, how it was supposed to be like the Garden of Eden, but even better now. Um, but primarily like a physical, actual experience, which is really cool. So a lot of times people talk about heaven they're talking about this intermediate stage, not, like, the final goal. Mm-hmm. The point isn't for us to go away somewhere. It's, like, always been about, like, God coming with us, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and so we wanted to talk about this topic because the question is, like, where are we finding our hope? And I think it's a lot of times really hard to find your hope in this vague image of clouds and harps. I don't find much hope in that, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. And I think it's because... We weren't made for that. Like, we weren't made to live a disembodied life. We were made from God breathing life into dust. And so, we're very much physical creatures. And so, yeah, so we want to talk about this because our hope is based in this idea of a resurrection of our bodies on the new earth. Of, like, a real, legit, physical life with Jesus for all of eternity. Yeah. That's good. Oh, frick, I'm so excited. (laughs) Every time I start talking about it, I just am like come on, like, can it just happen right here, right now? Like, let's just skip all this other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, just to kind of break it up, we can talk a little bit about resurrection first, and then about the new earth first, and just go from there. So, resurrection is talked about a lot in the New Testament. Just a couple of different things. Um, From Acts, we learn that the Pharisees... So, like, the religious leaders of the time strongly believed in the resurrection. Because Paul um, gave this defense that he was being put on trial for believing in the resurrection of the dead. Uh, And so, like, that was already, like, this crucial doctrine that people had. That one day uh, we would rise from the dead. And then we also saw that when Lazarus died and Jesus went to Mary and Martha, they already knew that one day again, like, Lazarus would rise from the dead with the general, like, resurrection at the end of all times. And then, of course, Jesus was like, hey, I'm right here. I am the resurrection and the life. Um, But it's already this consistent theme that we see. Like, it isn't even something new. This is something that's been ingrained um, in this belief of this concept of the resurrection from the dead. But what's really cool is that we have this shift 
is that now that Jesus has risen from the dead, this hope is much more concrete and real. Mm. Um, yeah. It talks about in Colossians 1.18 that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. So he's like the one that goes into death first and comes back out of it. And so all of us, like, I think that's why baptism is such a cool picture because we're like going into mm-hmm. death and then coming back up um, into life again. So like mm-hmm. we're mimicking that death and resurrection that Jesus has gone through. But also, like, as we follow in his footsteps and join in his family, um, because he's, like, the firstborn out of all of us, if you will, um, that means that one day we, too, like him, will rise from the dead into these, like, resurrection bodies. Which his clearly was a physical body, as, like, he had the disciples put their fingers um, where his scars and wounds were. So I just think that's cool. Yeah. It's just something so concrete. You know, like, people, I feel like a lot of belief systems they have this weird vague image of what an afterlife or whatever looks like Mm -hmm. or people who don't believe in any sort of afterlife you're like okay yeah it just just final yeah i don't even know like what or or some people might think we become ghosts or something when we die and it's just so like vague but this we've already seen what like a resurrection body looks like like, in jesus we have that hope like in jesus in who he is and like he's done Mm -hmm. it so it's just like Oh, heck yeah, like, yes, like, I can follow the lead of him. Also, like, why wouldn't you want to, like, yeah, that's good. Oh, it's so cool. And just the fact, like, also I get excited because that means, like, we get to physically one day, like, hug Jesus. Like, I'm not even a physical touch person, <laughs> Me but I'm excited about that. <laughs> Never in a million years will you ever hear Sophie Burkhart or I say, I'm excited to hug somebody unless we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Legit. Uh, so that's really cool part about resurrection. And so then, obviously, where our resurrected body is going to be on the new earth. And so, like, this concept of the new earth is most explored in Revelation 21, which we're not going to, like, necessarily go through, but it's this very descriptive vision mm-hmm. of what it will look like, um, or at least, like, parts of what it will look like. And um, I also think it's really cool. Hebrews 11, kind of called, like, the Hall of Faith, is just all around an awesome chapter. Like, I just love reading it and trying to soak it in and understand it. But it talks a lot about the people of old. So, like, the people before Jesus' resurrection, they put their hope in this other country that they hadn't come to yet. Like, they were still waiting for another homeland, another city, mm. and recognized that right now they were exiles. Mm, and so I think it's yeah. pretty clear that they're waiting for the new earth. Yeah. Like, that ultimate home. And not some vague, again, not like a disembodied, quote, heaven, mm-hmm. but, like, a legitimate place, an actual city yeah. um, that God has, is creating and preparing for them and for us, yeah. which is so exciting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, like, just keep saying exciting over and over again. I wish I could see, <laughs> like, you can visibly see how excited Sophie is about this. It's great. <laughs> it brings so much joy because I think it's just shaped my perspective in so many different ways. So, it, it's just really, it's interesting to see even, like, this progression that we have Like, Paul talks about putting our hope in the resurrection in so many of his letters. He's like, guys, don't worry. Like, have hope. Be encouraged. Yeah. Because the resurrection of the dead is coming. Mm. And I'm like, if Paul talks about it so much, why do we not talk about it? I mean, frick. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this whole, I think, I'm gonna, I think part of it comes from, we have this history of different beliefs kind of entering in and diluting things and Mm -hmm. kind of messing things up like gnosticism which put an emphasis on saying everything physical and bodily is bad and anything that's spiritual and disembodied is better and so like 
I think because of that, we have this enduring thing in our head where we're like, okay, the body is bad. The non-body, like the spirit mm-hmm. is good. But we were made to have spirit and body yeah. somehow combined yeah. and knit together. Like when Paul talks about weaknesses of the flesh, like he's talking about sin, but not saying that like our actual bodies yeah, well, I are mean, a bad thing. Like, yeah, like sin and the curses like messed up a lot of stuff, but like mm-hmm. we were still like made in the image of God. So like, exactly. like forgetting that like, it's not just, like, our spirit is made in the image of God, but, like, our actual, like, bodies. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. Just all of it. Yeah. So, if you, what are some other, like, things you think, like, we put our hope in, like, rather than, like, the resurrection? I think a lot of times we put our hope in only things right here and right now. Yeah. And we're like, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. you know, like, God's going to work everything out for my good. Like, <laughs> that's on taking (laughs) verses out of context exactly but i think like people also attribute it they're like god's gonna work things out for my good right here and right now Mm -hmm. and then yeah but like a lot of times people die in horrible situations like god doesn't promise that our lives here are going to be yeah because i mean god is good but it's not like god is good while we are on this earth it's like no like god is good and like that definition like might be hard for us to, like, understand because it is, like, so perfect, but, like, his goodness is not confined to, like, what we are doing, like, just on this earth. Like, yeah, like, God is good, and, like, he cares about us on this earth, and, like, he has, like, good, Mm -hmm. like, he's faithful to his promises, and he has good things for us, but, like, that doesn't mean that, like, it only happens on this earth, and that everything that happens to is, like, I don't know. I think what you said about how, like, sometimes, like, like, suffering is, like, promised on the earth sometimes, and say, so, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, got tripped up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, like, God's goodness supersedes what's going on right yes. now. Like, it's outside of time, and yes. so it includes all of, mm-hmm. all of everything. Yeah, so I think <laughs> that goes it. back to, like, when we talked about on one of our other episodes about the kingdom mindset, too, like, that perspective is no longer, like, the... What oh, horizontal. Horizontal, like, we get to, like, go, like, and look at, like, everything from above, because... We're like, okay, so, like, I see this because of, like, my hope is placed, like, in the resurrection. My hope is placed, like, on things not of this earth. So, like, Mm -hmm. I get to look at things now. Like, I have this, like, new way of seeing life. This new way of living because of, like, where my hope is placed. Exactly. And I think a lot of times, like, I think we do put our hope in different things. But I think a lot of times, even us as believers, we start living a life without much hope Mm. because that we're imagining a heaven that nobody wants to be in yeah that's true (laughs) because we weren't made for that yeah that is true holy cow I never thought about that (laughs) I think that plays into like I've had conversations with friends and they'll be like oh well I imagine the afterlife could be this or this like all this is so exciting blah 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 but like sitting on clouds playing a harp is not exciting and our (laughs) god is an exciting god yeah and I think part of this too this is going to come back to it Mm. Is because we've lost the faculty of imagination. Yeah. And if you can't imagine what new earth is going to look like, you can't get mm-hmm. excited. Now, obviously, it's going to supersede whatever we can mm-hmm. imagine, but at least exercise that imagination mm-hmm. that you've been given to get excited and hopeful yeah. and joyous about everything that awaits. I think that's my favorite thing about, like, talking with other believers about heaven because it's, like, we get to just imagine and, like, think about, like, the goodness that we can understand of God, like, even, like, that goodness that we understand, like, imagining that in heaven, like, one is going to far, like, supersede, like Sophie said, like, our expectations, but it's even, like, fun and exciting to think, like, in heaven, like, are we going to work, and, like, what are, what is the job in heaven that, like, 
God has specifically created for me. I was having this conversation with somebody and she was like, I think like the Lord like has this one specific garden that he wants me to tend to and the flowers are so beautiful and so colorful and like that's just like so cool because he like mm-hmm. created us all so uniquely to fit into his body. Um, and so like we're, like all of those gifts that he's given me, like how are those going to come into fruition when I'm like with him? Exactly. That gets me really excited because I just think about all the things that I'm passionate and like I know I was created to do and I'm like, how's it going to be so much more magnified to glorify him then? Like, yeah, I think I'm going to be at the gates of heaven, like welcoming people in. That's like my favorite. (laughs) I love to be like a door greeter, like anything. So I think that is like what God has for me. That's perfect. (laughs) That'd be so fun. I'd be so excited to be greeted by you. (laughs) Um, How? Yeah, it's just so cool. And I think one of my favorite, like, I like to just sit and have conversations, imagine what it's going to be like. You know, like, I love nature, which I'm pretty sure I've said before here. <laughs> like, I just, I love the mountains. I love the trees. I love the epic alpine lakes. Like, anything. I just love to soak it in. And sometimes I sit there and go, oh my gosh, this is surely going to be so much better on the new earth. Like, think mm. about streams. Like, on the East Coast in the U.S., we have so many muddy, disgusting streams. And yeah. a lot of it was from, like, pollution and soil stuff over the years but like imagine what's gonna be like when it's perfectly clear again i wonder if like we're gonna see different colors like if they're gonna be colors that like we can't even like process in our like Mm -hmm. like earthly bodies like if they're gonna be like colors that we get to see that like just like blow like yellow and pink and purple and all the ones that we see like out of the water i hope so i bet so i mean yeah i think so i think it'd be so cool and like we get to travel to all of these places that you'll never make it here. And, like, what about space travel, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People, someone, like, I read a book, Heaven by Randy Alcorn. It's, like, one of the biggest books about New Earth. And he was talking about space travel. And I was like, that would be cool. Like, you have a whole <laughs> yeah. eternity. You could literally explore everything. The entire universe. Yeah. Well, I think it's so, it's so interesting, too, because you think back to, like, God created the Earth, like, and, like, it was, like, he has this, like, for us, like, I don't know, just, like, so many things that he's given us, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. And I think it's cool, like, I see the New Earth, so much of the New Earth is, like, it's all about restoration. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, restoration of relationships between us and God, Yeah, which is going to be incredible. Like, that I just can't even fathom. <laughs> like, just seeing Jesus face to face, like, in the physical, it's just next level. Yeah. You know, it's like having a friend who lives on the other side of the country or something that you've communicated with, but you've never seen them in person. And yeah. then seeing them in person for the first time. Yes. Like, but take it to, like, the extreme yeah. level like, of that. So this will be, this is kind of like a funny story. So I made a friend in one of my Zoom classes because we all go to Zoom University right now. Um, <laughs> and so we, like, made plans to, like, meet each other, like, in person and, like, go eat dinner and, like, like, meeting her in person, I'm, like, holy cow, you look so, like, different, like, you're so different than how I, like, thought you were based off of, Mm -hmm. like, how we interacted it on Zoom, which is just, like, super cool, and that just made me think of it. No, it's super, like, it's really cool. When I was 12, I started taking online classes, and so I met a friend on the other side. Because Sophie's (laughs) homeschooled, in case you didn't know. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, whatevs, um, (laughs) who lived on the other side of the country, and so we talked for five years. We, like, but um spread sent letters back and forth we texted like all sorts of things but it was five years before we actually saw each other in person and I remember like getting off the plane and like going and meeting her was just the craziest thing like it was so cool and in that moment I was like oh my gosh 
this is just like a very very limited idea or picture mm-hmm. of what it's going to be like to see Jesus face to face so like that's really cool then it's also like restoration of relationships between each other like mm-hmm. human to human yeah like can you imagine a relationship without sin like no I can't <laughs> <laughs> dang that's good you know, like, no more arguing, no more passive aggressiveness. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no more, like, getting your feelings hurt for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be good. I'm that, I'm excited about that. That's gonna be hype. Oh, my goodness. And then another one that is just, feels so special to me is, like, I really think it's gonna be restoration of relationships between man and animal. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we were made to steward the earth. Like, our role, you know, is, like, to, to rule over the earth. And so, we haven't always done a great job of that. And obviously, like, right now, animals are dangerous, but I think on the new earth, we'll have this much more intimate relationship with them. Mm. And this actually made me think of it. This was really cool. So, Annie and I went to Kenya together with SWAT, which is a really cool ministry, uh, back in March, literally right before coronavirus hit. Like, yeah, <laughs> right before it. Mm. Um, it was in crazy. the middle of it. Not yeah. in the middle of it. We came no, home before it. it. Yeah. We came home when it was getting crazy. But we went on a safari while we were there. And at one point, we were sitting in the Jeeps, and these three lions were walking by us. And they were super, like, quite close to us. And my first instinct, despite the fact that I know lions are dangerous and you shouldn't get anywhere near them, was, like, I wanted to just jump out and go play with the lions. Like, it was this really deep instinct that I had. And I think I was sitting there reflecting on it, and I was like, I think that that's my instinct because that's how it was made to be. Mm, Yeah. Like, yeah like we were made to play with the lions and the lions were made to play with us and I had a friend when I was talking about it with them that mentioned like we don't like every animal if it's been tamed like every animal responds to the human touch Mm -hmm. like no animal dislikes human touch yeah and so I think that's just like this evidence of the way that we're supposed to be relating with them that's good that I think will be like it'll be restored in the new earth yeah which is something so small but so beautiful and wonderful and Mm -hmm. exciting yeah that's really good Mm. Dang, I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I love animals. <laughs> <laughs> I get just really pumped about that. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, I think imagination, so important. Like, just trying to figure, like, dream about what it could be like. And I think when we follow this and do all this, I think it really changes our perspective about life right here. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, oh, like, if you have, like, you've heard how excited and pumped, like, Sophie has gotten, and I think she's such a testament to, like, when you have your hope in this resurrection, like, understanding, and, like, I think this is also why theology is so important, because C.S. Lewis says, like, doctrine leads to devotion. Like, when you, like, understand all of these things, and, like, what scripture says, and, like, when you have that deep and rich, like, understanding of, like, what the new earth is going to be like, and just everything and also but like not losing sight of like that imagination of like we don't know like fully what anything's gonna look like so like let's like imagine in the confines of like who god says he is in his character like Mm -hmm. it's crazy because like you like have this excitement and you just this rich like understanding and hope of like this is how things are like going to be and like these are promises too like it's Mm -hmm. like the resurrection and like new earth are promises so like it's not that you're even like excited about something that like might not happen you're excited about something that like you get to look forward to and like how can right. that not change your life how can you <laughs> not live differently holy cow I'm <laughs> pumped right now like how can you not live differently and let that affect 
literally everything in your life. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I think it just, it, it changes everything. It changes what your priorities are. Yeah. Here on earth. Yes. Because, like, you could have a super cool house, and not that having a super cool house is bad, but, like, there's already something so much better waiting for you. So, like, what are you going to spend your energy pouring into yeah. here? Yeah. Even, like, Jesus talks about storing up rewards in this new world, which I think is cool. Like, this contrast of, like, are we really trying to build up and store up rewards here? Or are we, cool? Are we like, taking actions instead that build up whatever those rewards look like, but we're promised them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just a cool dichotomy of, like, what are you going to focus on? Because, like, I could easily focus, which I do to a bad extent anyways, on academics and being like, let me reap up all these good grades, which honestly aren't even going to matter in, like, a year, Mm -hmm. let alone in eternity. Mm -hmm. But it just, like, it forces you to, like, stop and reevaluate your motivations for what you're doing and, like, the actions that you are taking as well. I, so, if you don't know me, I'm very much, like, you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a type two, um, and basically I just want people to like me, and so I think even, like, things as, like, when you're, like, it can look like you're doing it for Jesus, like, loving people and wanting them to, like, be my friend, like, a lot of times that motivation is because I want that, like, affirmation of, like, oh, this person likes me, they don't hate me, like, that makes me feel good, but, like, I don't know, like, I think checking your, it helps to check your motivation of, like, Am I doing this because, like, I have hope in, like, the people on this earth or because I have mm. hope in, like, the future? Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, so that quote that I was talking about, it was, like, Christianity is most effective when it's, like, least about you. Like, the gospel is about Jesus. Um. And I just think that, like, is such a good reminder because it's, like, like, this whole thing that we're doing, this whole Jesus, this whole God thing, like, it is not about, like, what I can do on this earth. Like, no, like... And I think we might have said this before, like, it's all in response to, like, the love that God has freely given us. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I don't know, just living out of that. Changes everything. Changes everything. <laughs> Jesus changes everything. I have a t-shirt that says that. That's a good quote. <laughs> good quote. Very true quote. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think maybe to, like, wrap it up, I think one of the biggest mindset changes that it gives is it's, like, this recognition that we are still exiles mm. right now, which is very much what I think the people ta- that the Hebrews 11 talks about were living out of. Mm. And so it's like this understanding of when things go bad and when things go good, this isn't our home. This yeah. isn't like our final destination. Mm. Yeah. It's like there's a future place, which in many ways looks like this as far as the mm-hmm. physical aspects of it. But like this isn't the end of it all. Mm-hmm. This isn't like the point. This isn't the end game. Yeah, like, how much, there's just so much freedom in that, I think, that, like, this isn't my home, like, the things that happen on this earth, like, yeah, they have, like, effects on us, but, like, truly, like, I, like, I don't want to say I don't care, because I do care, but, like, again, like, we have that hope in, like, the resurrection and things that are going to happen and things that are, like, once that Mm -hmm. happens, like, that things are going to be, like, far better than things could ever be, so, like, I don't have to, like, be consumed by, like, the election or be consumed by the things that are happening in culture or be consumed by, like, social... Like, anything's... All the things of this earth, like, I don't have to be consumed by that because my hope... Like, as Christians, like, what the heck? Like, we don't have to... This earth, like, wah! This world, like, mm. ha- doesn't have to, like, have that effect and hold on us because, like, Jesus has broken that because we get to put our hope in that. Like, holy cow! 
that is just so freeing to me that I get to live day to day and not have to like truly like worry about any within con within reason not have to mm-hmm. worry about anything because I'm just like no like yeah oh exactly it is so that's I feel like freeing is such a good word to yes. talk about it yes it's just like allows you to live life like the way it should be lived mm-hmm. yeah oh, it's so that's cool. good and I think this gets me I love C.S. Lewis <laughs> anything written by C.S. Lewis is top notch and in the last battle, which is the last book of his Narnia series, the people, the Pevensies and, like, everybody else, they go up out of Narnia into Aslan's country, which I think is kind of like his picture of the new earth. And this quote, mm, this quote is from the end of it, and I think this really sums up all of my excitement and joy about the new earth. So he says this, I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. Mm. This is the land I have been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now. Come further up, come further in. Mm, that's good. And there's just so much joy in that. Like, this is the land I've been looking for my whole life, but I didn't know it until now. Mm. Like, I think when we stand on the new earth, that's exactly what we're going to say. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I have chills. Like, everything that we've wanted all that like recognition of homesickness of like this thing weird place that we're in that it feels wrong Mm -hmm. and everything's gonna be reconciled in that moment Mm -hmm. Mm. that's good um let us know what y'all think yeah i would love to hear about this definitely let us know like your wild imaginings for what you think new earth will look like what do you think god has for you yeah (laughs) like what what job yes I want to hear it. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And tune in again next time. Yes. Um, shout out to Cloudland for their awesome music. They let us borrow um, They're great. Go check them out. Bye, guys. By my side, whichever doubt.